Welcome to Reawakening Love and Power with Carol Ann. This episode is all about pussies for people who have them. Who the bloody hell is pussy and why should I care? Why do you use that word? I asked my fabulous friend, sex and relationship coach, Belinda Wiley, to join me for this one because of the way she embodies her own pleasure and her connection to her own pussy. We talk about pussy both in terms of relationship to the physical genitals, as well as the emotional, energetic, and spiritual experience of pussy. We cover feeling repulsed by that word and uncomfortable saying it, what happens in your life when you connect to pussy, relating to down there as being clinical and functional and not being aware of our own anatomy, shame and secretiveness associated with self-pleasure, how our own personal relationships to our pussies have changed over time, feeling unhappy with the way your vulva looks, pussy as a source of wisdom, pleasure, nourishment, and aliveness, and a few simple ways to reconnect to this part of you. Belinda and I are both speaking from our experiences as cisgendered, heterosexual, able-bodied white women. Pussy might mean something completely different to you than it does to us. Or this conversation might resonate and reawaken something inside you. Belinda Wiley is a sex and relationship coach. She is passionate about supporting women who are feeling dull and deprived in their relationships, coaching them into feeling radiant and sexually alive. Welcome to this episode, which is all about pussy and what um, what do we mean when we use that word and what are the gifts of connecting with pussy and why should we even give a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Belinda Wiley is here with me and I've asked her to join me for this conversation because... um, Belinda, I know that connecting with your own pussy has been such a huge part of your own journey and the relationship that you have with her now and the way that you embody that deep connection to that source of wisdom and pleasure um, is so powerful. And it always kind of, whenever I talk to you, it kind of lights up the same thing in me. And I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Me too, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that introduction. Honestly, I was just checking in with pussy and as I do a lot now, but what I realized was it's actually quite a new thing. If Mm. I think of my age, I'm, you know, I'm a mature woman in my 60s and I really did not know, I knew about the word, but I didn't know about checking in with her. Mm. And so this has been a new thing for me. I would think we're only talking two and a half years. Mm. So, it's made a big difference in that amount of time, hasn't it? Yeah, if you could see my face, and I, <laughs> where I'm like a bomb going off. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's, you know, powerful, powerful, powerful. Sh- shifted my whole I know we're going to talk more about in detail, but shifted my whole uh, relationship to my own sexuality Mm. and ultimately in my relationship with my husband. Mm -hmm. So, and our sex life. 
mm-hmm. um, dramatically, like mm-hmm. taking it from down here to way up there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So yeah. So that word "pussy" is yeah steeped in a lot of <sighs> what's the word? Loaded. <laughs> well, it's loaded. Yeah. It's Absolutely. quite loaded. It's such a loaded word for me growing mm. up and for me now. Um, mm. And so different. Yeah. Mm. And so before we get too far into it, I'd like to talk about gender a little bit and give some context mm. to our conversation because you and I both um, identify as cisgendered women. So we were born, um, our birth certificates say female and we still identify that way. And we're going to be talking a bit about pussy in terms of both kind of the, the genitalia and the anatomy, the vulva, the vagina, the uterus, um, as well as pussy as an, uh, like you said, an essence, like a, all of the kind of energies and qualities that we refer to, that, that we kind of associate with that. And I want to recognize that there might be people who were born with vaginas who don't identify as having a pussy or maybe wouldn't relate to some of the qualities that we're talking about. Yeah. And there are also people who were not born with a vagina who might identify um, as having pussy, especially like a lot of the energetic qualities mm-hmm. or um, people with all sorts of different genitalia who may relate to some parts of the conversation and not other parts. Mm, um, and our, we'll probably use some language around women and female sexuality and um, we'll as well as kind of talking about the anatomy, but I just wanted to, to contextualize that, that we, where our perspective is kind of what it, I, I, for me personally, it, it feels like a big part of my, uh, my identity as a woman that I've kind of reclaimed. Um, yeah, I just want to recognize that there might be people who relate to some parts of this conversation and not others or um, for whom it doesn't really fit. But we're, we're kind of talking about what it's meant to us personally rather than um, saying this is what it should be like for every single person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. It's, it, I think what you just said, it's about, for me, it's the same, reclaiming mm. something. Yeah. Mm. yeah mm. Definitely. So let's talk a little bit about language and why we choose to use this word, because I know that the way that I feel about the word pussy now is totally different to the way that I used to feel about the word pussy. And um, like you said, it's a really loaded word. Um, so why do we choose that rather than other terms? You mean why do we use it? You're talking about why we're using it right now as the word pussy? Yeah, well, and why in the work yeah. that we do, why do we talk about pussy rather than vagina or because i i believe that if i took it right back to just being a young a child a young girl i mean 
I that whole area, that sexual area for me as a woman, identifying as woman, um, was not okay to be talked about anyway. And mm. it was usually referred to as down there. Mm. And then later on in my life, well, I was probably talking to it, talking about that area as the vagina. Mm. When in fact, I have learned that the whole anatomy, I wasn't even that aware of my own anatomy. Mm. And I'm going to be really honest in saying, I, I didn't know about this more than two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> because when I trained as a yoga teacher, I, I got very clear about anatomy. So that whole area is about, you know, like, the labia, the vulva, you know, the mons, the, you know, then going inside the clitoris and then, mm. and then the vagina just being the canal that leads mm. up to the cervix and leads up to the womb and out to the... So I just don't... I just didn't know enough about that. Maybe I saw the pictures in science or mm. biology when I was mm. in school, mm. but it wasn't discussed in a way that felt like it was feminine, you know, that it was my body. It was almost very sort of clinical and it was almost like I grew up thinking, um, that my body was sort of flawed and that I would go to the gynecologist or the doctor if something was wrong or it was, I, I had a very weird, maybe that was just my upbringing around the vagina. And so for me, just trying to get back to it, it's like reclaiming the word pussy. Mm. It feels so much more than that. It's that whole area. It's not just mm. one piece. Mm. Um, and then the qualities that go with it. Yeah, and there's like there is no technical term that encompasses everything. You could say the vagina and the vulva, or yeah. like I, yeah. But that to me sounds quite clinical, and it really irritates me that vagina means sheath, as in sheath for a sword, as in literally the name of vagina kind of has that embedded idea that it's just a receptacle for the penis. <laughs> Well, that's right. And that, that gives that me whole, the shits. Yeah. Well, it's that whole piece of, if you look up a lot of dictionary words, they're very ancient. They're sort of, I don't know, they're Greek or they're German or they're Latin or something, which is very, yeah, very, for one, there's, not a, there's no feminine sort of qualities in it. They're quite mm. harsh words, mm. including, I might add, and shall I pop it in now? Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to talk about where pussy came from, where, I mean, we pussy's just, yeah, put, there was there is a word called pussy. Now I better get it right. Now let me have a look. I've got it written down. Where did I write it? After all that, pussylanimus. Pussylanimus, which sounds quite. Um, what did I just say? Not Greek. Um, Latin. Oh, was it German? Did you say German before? Mm. Oh, I'd have to check that out. No. Yeah, that's all right. So what it is is what it means is showing a lack of courage or determination mm. or meaning timid. So could, you could call people, pus, mm. you're, you're pusillanimous. You know, you're mm. lacking courage and determination. Mm. and you're, So that apparently is where pussy came from, a shortened mm. version. Mm. So, which is actually quite new to me, I'll be really frank and honest, because um, yeah. I'd never really thought about it. But the word pussy for me has always had a derogatory yeah. Totally derogatory. Yeah. And when I, I was growing up. I, um, I've gotten more comfortable with it, um, but I definitely remember like never even really wanting to say it. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Same. I felt almost, if some of my girlfriends ever said pussy, you know, and they were sort of 
talking in a playful way, I was almost like, oh, you know, I was almost like, I was almost like I was the prude and they were sort of the, mm. the naughty, naughty ones using a word that was sort mm. of a lot of taboo for me. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, that was, I definitely wasn't using that word when I was younger. Mm. It was always used in quite a derogatory sense uh, around me. Yeah. So I didn't like the word. I didn't, I didn't, I just thought it was a bad word. Actually. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, I, um, it also has that it's been used that way as in don't be a pussy as in don't be weak. And, yes. um, that kind of connotation too. And as, or, or sometimes you hear it in, um, being used in really, in ways that really like objectify women as women, as in like, she's, uh, like just the way that it's used, you get the sense that a pussy is just like a place to put a penis. <laughs> to be honest, I'm just going to say it. I don't like it when men use it in that mm. way. Mm. Mm. I don't like it when they're saying, you know, like, you know, I've heard all those things. Oh, tight pussy. I mean, you know, you know, people, men have referred to that. And I love men, by the way. But mm. over the years, that's what I heard it. I didn't like that quite a sexual connotation that felt like was something they were talking about. And it didn't make me feel like, I want you anywhere near. Yeah. If I was open to that word, yeah. um, near my posse with that tone. You know? Yeah. It was, very, yeah. it was very, it didn't, wasn't, it just did not have any element of respect. Context matters and, and so, the way that things are used matters. Absolutely. Because mm. I mean, I, yeah, the whole word posse, um, it took me a while actually. Yeah. I had to yeah. really notice, um, what came up for me when yeah. I first learned that there was something else that we, we could be using it for. You know? Yeah. You, you were mentioning um, what kind of language you used growing up and I'm trying to remember. I mean, I think that I, I definitely remember, like I always liked to read books. So when I started to kind of go through puberty, I would read books and learn the anatomical words. And I think there was a class in school where we had one day where we learned the, um, you know, I'm picturing those like black and white line diagrams. <laughs> yep. Um, I think that maybe I just called it my privates. It was something like that. There wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of discussing. Um, I think that, I think teenage years, there was a bit of the JJ and that sort of <laughs> thing going on, but I don't remember it. I don't remember as a child what we talked about it, but I just knew that it was, um, that whole area was just not okay. You know, it was not okay. I don't remember thinking this is a place of pleasure or this yeah. is mine and, you know, I'm, you know, it's okay for me to be touching it. Like, I was always thinking like, it's wrong, it's bad, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. There was, a, there was curiosity, but then there was secretiveness yeah. and all of that yeah. sort of stuff going on. That's what I yeah. recall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely something that had to be hidden or that there was like an air of shame around it or like you don't talk about that. You don't. Yeah. So much shame. So mm. much shame around it. Yeah. Mm. It was like, it was embarrassing if you, mm. um, yeah. And I still think that goes on. I have seen that. I still, I think maybe it's changing, but I do remember recalling when the kids were little and I've, I've got, obviously I've got adult children now, but 
when um you know you'd be around kids and they'd be running around in a nude or something would happen or one of them would be touching i'm just remembering a generalized sort of situation and parents sort of grabbing their hands and pulling them yeah, away and yeah, you know yeah. that sort of thing going on i yeah i just remember that when i when I had young children and if kids were around, I think I, there was a, there was quite a bit of, um, if, if kids were touching their genitals, or, mm. you know, rubbing themselves or something like that, which kids do do, it's natural. Mm. And babies do it in utero. It's mm. very normal. Um, that parents would sort of, you know, grab their hands and pull them away. Mm. And, you know, there was often no discussion. It was almost like, it was just, don't do that. That's embarrassing. You know, don't embarrass mm. us. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was a big piece around not understanding um, about that area when I was growing up. And even I think of it in my teens, it was all very clinical, learning about it in biology. Mm. And then, you know, later on, a lot of experimentation and a lot of naivety and <laughs> fumbling around, not really understanding, you know, mm. what, you... Or what that area was all about really, yeah. except that it was about having sex. Yeah. And yeah, but not really understanding and owning my part in it. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Like not knowing that I could, trying to put it in context, but what I know now is I can check in. I know, you know, I know who I am and what I feel. And I know that whole area of my body really quite intimately. Mm. Whereas I never took the time. No one ever educated me or yeah. discussed it ever. Yeah. Yeah. Not my mother, not even my girlfriends. It was like, you talked about sex, but you didn't talk about your self-pleasuring or your, yeah. that was definitely, you know, edgy topic you yeah know, like, never talked about any of that with my friends no <laughs> no no um do you remember what it was like when you first started looking at your vulva with a mirror uh yes and it took me a while <clears throat> it was it was I wouldn't say, oh, my God, this is beautiful. It was more like, yeah. holy, interesting colors <laughs> and shapes and textures and, wow. You know, it was almost like a, it was such a foreign thing to be looking mm -hmm. at it. You know, you look at your face every day or you might look at your arms and your skin mm -hmm. while you put lotion on. You're not sort of, because it's, it's a place to get to, you can't literally look. Well, yeah. You probably could if you had a really long neck. <laughs> um, you literally had to get well i i think i got my phone yeah and use my phone um you know the camera part of your phone yeah it was yeah it it, it felt odd it yeah. felt odd and weird um yeah it took me a little while to mm. sort of just settle into oh okay <laughs> yeah i think i remember it being kind of like oh ugh. like hair and wrinkly bits and like yeah. it's all like red and shiny and <laughs> yeah um yeah just kind of it feeling really weird at first like what is this thing that i'm looking at because as then you know when you look at like the drawings this black and white line drawings 
that you, when you're like learning about the anatomy, it doesn't quite look, I mean, it's, you can tell what the parts are from that, but it doesn't give you, those drawings don't give you a sense of like the textures and the colors and, and the, also the, the natural variation in the shape of the lips and the inner lips and the outer lips. And sometimes they're um, different, like one side's different from the other side or the inner lips are bigger or the outer lips are bigger or they can hang down or... Absolutely. You don't get it. Any, you just um, don't get it. I agree. Yeah. Until you physically look at your own, you've got no concept. Mm. And I think also with age and stage and all sorts of things, um, I just don't think I was looking when I was young. I don't think I ever really looked when I was young. Yeah, no. It just mm. didn't even occur to me to mm. be looking down there in my 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever. It just really didn't. I seriously was not. In fact, I think I was quite embarrassed about that, mm. um, about how it may have looked. And then there was a the whole thing around, I remember one stage, you know, there was douching and all sorts. There was a whole mm. thing going on around the smell of your vagina and mm. how you should be douching and everything. I remember seeing there's lots of magazine art, um, advertisements mm. and everything. Mm. You know, women getting caught up in all of that, you know, mm. about what well, what so something's wrong you know like it, it yeah. shouldn't smell you know yeah and yeah yeah what who's this for is this for the is this am i worried about the smell or is it about your partner or your boyfriend or your husband yeah, yeah. That, you, that he should be you should be protecting him from that smell mm, so mm. i remember that mm. i never i never did douching myself but i remember being really self-conscious about my smell yeah me too yeah but I didn't do it. I wasn't going to do it. I was like, that just feels really weird, wrong. I... It's actually not, it's not good for the, the natural balance and health of, no. um, and all the, the, uh, the, the, it, I'm like, what's the, I'm thinking, what's the word? You know how you talk about like your gut bacteria and your gut flora, the whole ecology the down there. The ecology yeah, the microbiome. There, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the microbiome. And the vagina does have a natural one. I mean, you mm. know, it's like woman, and that's the other thing because the urethra and because of woman's anatomy, you know. So when you when you urinate and you know that, that, that they're two quite close together, you know, mm -hmm. the area. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, we've got a lot going on down there, and it's very sort of hidden. It's very mm. internalized, isn't it, as mm. women? Mm. And so it makes sense that people haven't been looking. I mean, like we all know about. Um, the male appendage because it's, it's, <laughs> it's exterior. So you can see it. It's a bit showy. All, it's, it's very different. It's more penetrative and we're more sort of, you know, just, uh, what's the word more sort of, um, oh, now I've just gone blank. Um, Are you thinking receptive? Yeah. Receptive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's the word. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's so different. They're so different. Yeah. Mm. And it's interesting too, like those, the, there's not necessarily a hundred percent crossover between those energetic qualities and the anatomy. Like people might have different um, kind of desires to be more penetrative or more um, in more of the, that kind of role, even if they have the, 
vulva vaginal kind of anatomy too true true mm-hmm. yeah yeah this is, i i love using the word bio you know bioidentical we're all unique unique creatures, yeah you know our yeah. bodies our yeah. vulvas our yeah. clitorises yeah our um labia they're yeah. all unique like yeah. it's not like this is normal like this is how it should look yeah and for some reason i don't know how this happened it did get like that because i you still hear of women having surgery yeah because they believe something doesn't look mm. correct and yet mm. what i know to be true is with my own experience of what how mine looks and other women's they're all so different mm. there's mm. not went not one the same mm. And there's now a lot of photographs now as, as a lot of there's books you can buy and mm. there's, there's, there's more and more information out. Um, mm. So women can see, you know, this is fact. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that whole thing, we're all unique and different and we also have different unique um, yeah, ways of you know, yeah. talking about the male feminine. Yeah. If you're listening and you feel like not mine, mine is definitely weird or unusual. Have a Google. That's the best and not thing. not of um, all the standard porn sites, but like no. I think try try searching for like vulva gallery or um, those sorts of things, and you'll find what a delightful natural variation there is. <laughs> and the other thing I would say is, and if you're really seriously curious, get your own. Um, you know, well, you've already done that, but yeah, just see what yours looks like, and then mm. compare because yeah. You know, there's not one that ever looks the same. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've I've seen it with my own eyes. I definitely have. Yeah, they're all so different. Yeah, yeah, which is, mm. and I'm just thinking about pussy. That word that we're still talking about, which, it's funny. I remember when I first um, started really getting in touch with the word and what it meant to me and um, saying it out loud a Mm -hmm. lot Mm -hmm. until it almost sounded ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, And noticing what came up for me in my body, you know, it's like, you know, because I just think we carry a lot of all our history, you know, Mm. all, everything that happened to us or Mm. whatever happened to us, what we Mm. were learning about when we were growing up. Mm. And so for me, there was a lot of shame and a lot of uh, anger mm. around that word and how it had been used around me. Mm. And I was feeling it in my body. Mm. I really felt it when I really mm. got in there. And I was like, when I say got in there, I was just going through a process where I was just thinking about the words, saying the word. Uh, admittedly, it was a guided sort of process. And it was like, oh, it was like, I could feel this sort of like anger and things yeah. coming up. And um, I was, I was surprised. I was like, it's just a word. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, we hold that as a, you know, a tra- as trauma, mm. as you know. Mm. So um, that surprised me that that was still there. I just thought you could sort of just get over it without mm. worrying about it. But actually I really felt it in my body. Mm. And there are ways to work with that, of course, and yeah. um, bring in what you really, truly desire. And that's sort of, that's sort of what's happening now for me. Yeah. he has, I've taken that word back and made it for me, all about me and my feminine essence and yeah. all the qualities that I want to yeah. have in there. It's interesting to hear you describe that. It sounds like the actual process of 
reclaiming that word was healing in and of itself. Absolutely. Mm. So powerful. Mm. So powerful. Yeah. Because as I said, I didn't really realize how angry I felt about that word. Mm. Um, and I hadn't really, as I said, it's only a few years ago that I really started working with the energy and the essence of my own female, my own yeah. female sexuality. Yeah. I hadn't put a lot of energy to that space. Yeah. A lot of energy in my head and my <laughs> thoughts and feelings and looking at things and how I thought it should be and, as I say, experiences from the past. And then suddenly, to suddenly put all this energy on this whole area and what it meant to me and notice what came up and then realizing I could choose to have something yeah. different. Yeah. I, you know, that, that was like a whole new concept of this mm. beautiful area. I mean, this is the pussy is the portal of birthing, mm. birthing babies, birthing um, life, um, energy, ideas, thoughts, mm. processes. Mm. It's like this whole place. Mm. That's what it is for me. This is the way I mm. see it mm. and feel it and check in with it. Yeah. This whole area is a portal. So I'm curious like now the with the relationship that you have to your pussy and the the way that you are connected to her essence and if you compare that with a few years ago when it was still just kind of like a no-go zone what's the difference kind of in your life and in your body and what you experience well i just think when you say no-go zone it's like well that whole area down there was um, really about having sex, you know, mm. with my husband, you mm. know, penis and vagina type of sex or um, self-pleasuring, mm -hmm. um, you know, which is mainly clitoral, mm -hmm. to be frank, because I didn't really know about any other areas down there. Mm. I didn't really mm. understand and maybe I'm... I don't know. I just didn't. I did not. I mean, I've heard about other orgasm, other places in the body, but they were like, oh, I don't know where they are. And mm. hey, I'm not really that interested. Mm. The G spot and the cervix and, you know, those places. I mean, the cervix, once again, was just a place where, well, that's where I go and get my smears done by the, <laughs> by the doctor. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I didn't really understand it had an energy or what its real. Um, role was down mm. in that area i mean i've had three babies i've mm. had three pregnancies mm. so i've got a uterus you know like I, those things it was almost like my, my body was that's how it functioned mm. i did not know mm. that it was full of the clitoris has eight thousand nerve endings that mm. whole area down there is made solely for a woman's pleasure mm. nobody taught me that no, I didn't read any books anywhere when I was growing so up. So let's just repeat that in case anyone who's listening has also not been taught that. <laughs> the clitoris has thousands of nerve endings and no, other, you said 8,000. That's what, that's, that's what, yeah, yeah. That's what I've heard. I, yeah. Um, and no other function other than pleasure. Yeah. That's it. Mm. It's not made for anything but apart from pleasure. Mm -hmm. The clitoris. Yeah. 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 And you were talking about um, 
the the pussy is like a portal and creativity and that sort of thing. I feel like for me, um, reconnecting can, it feels like it used to be an area of my body that was just kind of like, like you said, a little bit functional, um, but not something that I paid a lot of attention to unless I was trying to have sex and was having trouble feeling pleasure that I wanted to feel. And then it was just a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it's also now it's kind of like, I feel like there's an intelligence there, like a wisdom there. I think the, um, you know, our, our bodies do have a lot of wisdom intelligence built into them. And the pussy is an area that integrates information from other parts of your body, from the nervous system. And that makes sense because of its kind of reproductive function. Um, I think that it's, it's kind of taking in information about what's safe and what kind of social connections there are and what else is going on in the body to, to figure out how that kind of fits in with reproduction, but also, um, do you want to share that thing that you found? Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm going to finish something you asked me to do, but I've also got another thing to say. I do remember that if I, my lens was, I'm a woman and I'm, Sex for me, yes, I love having sex, but I didn't really know a lot. I was quite naive because I didn't get taught a lot. It was just experimentation. Mm. And so for me, it was about having an orgasm and then eventually, you know, with a man, because I'm hetero, I'll be honest with that. But also it became about also then having babies. Mm. I grew up in the 50s and so um, I got married and I had children. And so this was a very functional part of my body. Oh, my Mm. God, I can have sex. And it can be reasonably pleasurable and we can have a baby and mm. I will birth that baby through, you know, mm. from my uterus down through my, down through my vagina and up. Mm. But what I learned since, and I'm going to, I am going to mention that piece in a minute. I haven't mm. forgotten what you said. Mm. I've got it highlighted. Um, what I learned after this, which is when I got into another stage, which was, you know, menopause, you know, I've stopped having my periods. I'm not going to be birthing any more babies was, oh my God, you know, this area is like, and <laughs> there was some stuff going on around um, when your hormones change and everyone's sort of saying, oh, well, that's just what happens. You know, everything mm. gets a bit dry down there and you don't feel like having sex and it's not that pleasurable anymore. And I'm like, really? What? Okay. And I sort of wanted to buy into it a bit and I tried different things. But then, of course, a few years ago when I do my training and I start to understand about pussy and this whole energy, I'm like, okay, no, no, that ain't true. (laughs) That is so no, 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 no. So what is true? Tell us. So what is true is that when you put your attention on this whole area, like just looking at it, learning what you liked, how you like it touched, when you put some energy on it, guess what? The blood rushes there. And I'm going to give you the piece where people go, oh, really? You know that? Well, it, there, the truth is there is mind-body connection and mm. it's not woo-woo anymore. It's not pseudoscience. It's actually evidence. Mm. I'm going to read out this piece because I thought this was really good. So there is evidence in science now. It's not woo-woo at all. 
about how our, I need my glasses, hang on a minute, <laughs> about um, how our organs contain receptor sites for neurochemicals of thought and emotions. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. There's evidence about how our organs contain receptor sites for neurochemicals of thought and emotions. Mm. And our organs and immune systems can actually manufacture these same chemicals. Mm. So that's, that's, it's proven the mind body. So, you know, if you that want, the organs are kind of intimately yes. related with our thoughts and our emotions and yes, because, that, yeah. and the reason I know this is because the work I do and also my own experience, if you're struggling with orgasm, which is really common, mm-hmm. I just use orgasm as, as an example that maybe listeners mm-hmm. will uh, relate to. Um, just thinking and stroking pussy more mm. or even starting to do that mm. will definitely start to awaken the blood flow. Yeah. 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 And that's something I don't recall ever getting taught. It was like, that was a bad thing. You don't touch yourself just for mm. pleasure. It's like mm. going back to that old thing, you know, women aren't meant to have a lot of pleasure. They're meant to take care of everyone else and mm. all that stuff. So, it's sort of steeped in a lot of old systems, patriarchal mm. system around where the woman's place was in the home and mm-hmm. taking care of the young and, you know, that's sort all of piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, mm. getting, bring it right back again. I've just gone around the big arc. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, and, and, and in my world, in my experience, my life, my marriage, when I got back in touch with my pussy mm-hmm. and my sexuality and all the qualities that I suddenly were like, I su- it was like I just birthed a new me mm. for want of a better mm. birth. I sort of, it's like a rebirth mm. coming back to myself mm. um, about my pleasure and what I loved and what I, what I liked and what I needed. And, and then having this conversation with my husband mm. So that he was, uh, you know, he was on board with me. And as soon as that happened, as everything shifted. Mm. But I did need to get in touch with myself first. Yeah. And yeah. that's quite a key piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, about pussy and your, just your audiosexual organs and yeah. understanding yeah. her and seeing it and feeling it and experimenting and playing and, yeah. and going there. Yeah. I don't know. How, what about you? How about you? Yeah. yeah. Ah, oh. so I'll speak to, I guess, what, um, what feels different since I've gotten more in touch with yeah. pussy as the physical, on a physical level and with the kind of energy of pussy. And for me, it is also connection to that, uh, that feminine essence, but it's not just feminine, like the, it can also be feminine as being bold and feminine as being powerful and um there's like i i noticed that um even right now i can kind of feel just a little bit of kind of humming aliveness around the area of pussy and that kind of there's a real like liveliness I find, and it, it's kind of a, a, the more that I'm connected to pussy, it kind of feeds being turned on to life. And it's not 
necessarily that I want to have sex all the time. It's more just this kind of like vibrancy in my whole being that um, there's just a bit more zest for life. Of, um, yeah. More kind yeah, of makes, radiance and yes yeah 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 like and and also i understand pleasure itself to be whether it comes centered from the pussy or from other parts of your body i understand pleasure to be a possible or or in it can be a real source of nourishment and of fuel and of um like food for your nervous system yeah, and it, it kind of makes sense to me. Uh, well, the other thing I was thinking was, as women, we've never been really taught to access our own turn on. Yeah, and so when you put your attention down there, you start to understand what that is. Yeah, um, and and as you said, turned on to life. Yeah, turned on to pleasure, not necessarily yeah. turned on to sex all the time. It's like yeah. it's sort of all associated with that. Yeah, yeah, that's how and, I. And you were talking about it as a portal before as well for birthing things. I think there is also a sense of creativity. Yes. In in all sorts of forms. It's not necessarily like I like making things with my hands, but it can also be writing or using your voice or making amazing food or um, even playfulness in how you are in your relationships. All of that. Mm. No, I agree with you. It's just... Mm. It just encompasses so much around pleasure in all forms, mm. you know, in life, um, in your relationship, with your relationships with anybody, actually. I mm. mean, that is what I have noticed. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm a sex and relationship coach, but me being in touch with my sexuality, talking to my pussy, checking yeah. in with her, I, I just feel like I'm a better I feel like more alive and more me and more myself because I'm yeah. thinking in yeah. with something at a deeper level. I'm not just thinking the thought through. Mm. I'm mm. actually embodying it and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling yeah. like when you said a little bit about that tingling sensation. Yeah, it's, it, there's, there's life, there's energy, there's yeah. movement. It's not a thought, it's a feeling, but you can put the two together. It's like um, an access point into yes. your body and... Yes. And like I was saying before, the way that it, it can kind of collect and integrate information from your body, from other oh, parts of the body. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you talk to my husband. He's hilarious now because I've trained him. Oh, sounds awful when I say I've trained him, but I haven't. I've just <laughs> invited him into my world yeah. around me and how I feel about things. Yeah. And our conversations are so much deeper and so much um, more honest and real. And sometimes I'm just saying to him, we might be talking about, you know like foreplay or I don't know we have might be being intimate or something and I'll just say I'm just checking with pussy Mm -hmm. and you know like (laughs) it's like yeah and what has she got to say he might say to me Mm -hmm. and we we have some fun and playfulness with it there's Mm -hmm. it's not it's used in a sort of um I'm really I do check in more I'm not I'm not overriding with my head all the time like I used to be Mm. in most of my life around Mm. sex my sexual experiences Mm. Um, or if I was checked into my body back then, I wasn't aware of it. And now I'm, mm. it's more, um, it's, it's just, 
it's I'm just it's just more available to me. I'm mm. more tuned in, checking in a lot more um, aware of and doing daily practices, doing practices that keep me in touch with my pleasure, whether it be my sexual pleasure or just yeah. general pleasure in life. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's shifted everything in and all my I, relationships. Mm. I think I hear you hinting at something about checking in with pussy when you're engaging sexually about yes. that. Um, I think it's, it's really important to start to, to listen to when your body's saying yes and when your body's saying no and what kind of um, sexual engagement your body wants, whether your body is ready for penetration, whether that's hands or toys or penises or whatever. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Because there is such a thing as a, a yes and a no. It's not always, your body is not always 100% ready and available for penetration at all times. And, and, to, and I agree. To respect that yes and that no creates a lot of safety for your body, which then can also create an environment where you can open up and experience more pleasure because your body's not kind of bracing for something to happen that it might not actually want. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. That is really, that, that is actually, I think for me and I know for a lot of, a lot of women, safety is a huge piece and mm. often they are so, they don't understand why they think they're ready. They tell themselves they're ready because yeah. their partner's ready. Yeah. But in fact, their body is not ready and it yeah. doesn't soften and relax. And yeah. you know, when there's safety and when you're turned on enough, when you really find out he turned on, everything should be easy and it should just flow. You know, if you, especially if it's penetrative sex, it should just flow. Um, everything, the body just has a way of just relaxing and everything flows. But if anything's tight or hard or sore or anything mm, like that, mm. that is a sure sign that you, that's a no. But mm. unless you know about this with your body, you, it's, it is, you, you want to override it with your mind. And mm. it's, um, yeah, it's, it can be really quite a, a problem. And that's definitely one of Pussy's lessons that, Huge lesson. She who shall not be overwritten by your mind. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm just checking in with pussy, darling. Was, are we all go pussy? You know, it's almost like, no, we just have a laugh about it. Because I am really in touch with my body and it, mm -hmm. um, it gives me um, a lot of joy and a lot of pleasure and a lot of humour. <laughs> mm -hmm. I also think... Um, one of pussy's powers is pleasure for pleasure's sake. Like literally being able to feel good just for the sake of feel, because it feels good because you want to for no other reason. That is, I believe part of our, our birthright and part of um, the joy of being in a body is getting to experience that. And um, it doesn't have to be with anyone else. It doesn't have to be to make a baby. It doesn't have to be to satisfy someone else. Or it doesn't have to be because you earned it or you deserve it. It can literally just be because I want to and that's all I need to. That's the mm -hmm. only reason. Well, I just don't think women were um, taught that. 
Absolutely. It was all about putting everyone else first. Mm. And even the thought of saying um, something about that you really, you know, that you find so pleasurable is so abhorrent to many women still to mm. this day that mm. they would be so indulgent. Yeah, yeah. The word indulgent comes up a lot. Mm. How indulgent that I've had all this pleasure. I've eaten all this food or I've been mm. somewhere. I've self pleasure. Mm. I don't know. I've had amazing sex. It's like, oh, sort of indulgent. I mean, how could I ever sort of even. Like it's a luxury, it? not a like birthright. Like it's a luxury, not a birthright. Exactly. Yeah. And that is from the. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that is the old system that mm. for some reason, you know, we were all just sort of, you know, women were just like being good girls, you know, and yeah, the whole sexual yeah. thing was cross your legs, be good, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, do the right thing, take care of people, take care mm. of others, and, mm. uh, put, put yourself last, mm. put your kids in front of you, put your parent, mm. your husband, your, mm. everybody, mm. you know, mm. your business partner, your, um, your boss. Mm. And women, yeah. And all of that, um, putting everyone else first, me last, that's not um, – particularly conducive to turn on or pleasure or oh, no. feeling like your own cup is full. Complete opposite. Mm. And I know that experience and I think resentment builds up, illness mm. builds, all sorts of things build up over mm. the years. And people mm. like, and often women wake up in my experience with clients in my own age after the menopause, after they've had all mm. their children and after mm. they've, um, you know, haven't got any elderly parents or something. I don't know, things that where they're not thinking about anyone else and suddenly they've just got themselves and they're like, they start to wake up and go, oh, hang on, what's going on in my world? Um, and often they don't wake up, but I'm just grateful I did. Mm. Because mm. as you said, that whole piece around our sexuality and the, <sighs> the, the whole area being made for pleasure. Mm. I mean, imagine if a world where you're taught that from a young age, you know, you do it, you're yeah. in biology class or something. Just imagine it for a moment that you're taught, this is how your sexual body works. Now, this is, this is how this works. And this is all, you know, imagine if that was in the syllabus. Mm. Can you even imagine how mm. young girls or women are growing up? Mm. Um, I do wonder sometimes, like, how things would be different if that was our culture. Yes, mm. yes. I mean, so it is up to us as parents, I guess. I mean, well, as, you know, women who are having children now to sort of, well, it's actually, I, I just, I think for me, I'm, a, I'm on a bit of a mission mm -hmm. to help women wake up because mm -hmm. um, they, you know, things aren't working well and they, something's not right in, mm. in, their, in their relationships and their marriages and their sex life predominantly. Mm. And it's like, well, how, you know, they, they, they need to wake up to mm. their pleasure, which mm. they often are just not even aware of. They still, mm. yeah, like myself, just thought it was really about making it okay for the man often. Mm. Mm. Maybe a little bit of secretive self-pleasuring when no one's watching. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It was all that yeah. sort of stuff. It, was a, it wasn't about um, fully owning it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it's also not, it's not like a short straight line from all of that conditioning to, um, 
having great sex with your partner and open conversations <laughs> and just a constant tingle in the pussy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so if anyone listening is like anywhere, um, it just, just a lot of um, permission for that to, to be a, a winding process and to take time. And that it's also, you know, like the, when you do first start connecting to pussy, you start looking at her or feeling her or touching her, it might feel numb. It might feel disgusting. It might feel painful. It might feel like <laughs> I actually have quite a clear memory of this practice where it was about connecting to playfulness around your sexuality. And I was doing, it was an audio practice and it's all about like inviting in that playfulness. And I'm laying there and I'm like rolling my eyes and I'm like, I don't feel anything. I hate this. This is so dumb. Playfulness. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Getting angry. <laughs> yeah. Like all, um, and I say that so that if anyone is, starting to try to connect with pussy and uncomfortable stuff comes up or it doesn't feel good to start with. If, if it's not like I looked at her and now I am whole again. <laughs> um, it doesn't always go that way. So when, when that stuff comes up, it doesn't mean that something's wrong. That's actually just the process working. That stuff is like, bubbling up to be to be looked at and digested so that you can continue to um build new a new relationship yeah i look yeah it's it's a really good point you bring up it wasn't like that for me either it wasn't like oh i'm looking at my pussy and oh she's so beautiful and (laughs) it it wasn't definitely not linear there was definitely some numbness and to be honest there still is sometimes like yeah. I'm still on a journey. Yeah. Like I'm aware of pussy. I know a lot of things, but I'm still learning and finding things out. Even, mm-hmm. even with my own partner and my own, you know, my own sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a from here to here, mm-hmm. do this to here and then you're done and on you go. To me, it's an ongoing journey, just being mm-hmm. in touch with my own sexuality, mm-hmm. what it means to me. Um, what I desire, you know, and we, once again, we, we're changing and growing and moving. And, and if you're in partnership, um, that adds another dimension to it as well. Mm-hmm. So, but for me, waking up, um, that whole area was definitely um, ups and downs and mm-hmm. flatlining and then up <laughs> and down. And yeah. And, we, and then we've got your emotions that are all attached to that. And then yeah. if, you, if you're a, a person who still has a, a cycle, you know, a menstrual mm-hmm. cycle, Mm. That adds other things into mm. it as well. Mm. So um, it's not, yeah, it's definitely not linear. Good point. Good Absolutely point. not. I don't, I don't know of very many things in nature or nature's creations, such as humans. I don't know many things in nature that are linear. No. Impossible. We're humans <laughs> and so we, yeah, we're creatures of, yeah, yeah. Of it, of the whole gambit of emotions, <laughs> high, low, round the corner, up, back, down. It's um, and it's a learning process. And I think that's the other thing is that, yeah, this knowledge, this in, this information is just so key for women, particularly mm-hmm. to understand 
that there is a process, um, particularly for older women uh, who I obviously um, are really the most interested in at this stage because mm-hmm. I think a lot of women give up um, mm-hmm. on pleasure, mm-hmm. particularly sexual pleasure or even just some pleasure. Even mm-hmm. sometimes that's really difficult for women to even embody or just take a bit of something small for themselves, even if it's just drinking a cup of tea and just sort of savoring it and imagine, you know, and just noticing that it's pleasurable. I mm-hmm. think putting your awareness on anything, something, mm-hmm. um, is a really beautiful place to start, even if you can't even think about putting mm-hmm. your attention on pussy or mm-hmm. your um, labia or your vulva yeah. or yeah. your clitoris or any of those things. Um, yeah. Just to be able to take it somewhere, even if it's just to stroke your arm or your skin and just yeah. notice. Yeah how that feels, something really, yeah. uh, you know, that's what I always suggest to start with something that feels manageable and just notice how it feels in your body. Mm. Just like I'm, I'm, I'm doing it as I think. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm talking. I'm literally <laughs> stroking with my tips of my fingers, my hand, yeah, the back of my hand and noticing yeah. how it feels in my body. Yeah. And it, it's really quite tingly. Yeah. Um, I like to. I call that pleasurable. Yeah. Yeah. I've got my my hand on my upper chest, like kind of just between my collarbones and my sternum. And that's a spot that feels really like comforting and nice to me to just like rub my hand in a little circle there. (sighs) And I also love the feeling of um, like running my hands through my hair. Oh, yeah. That's a gorgeous one. And. Eating nice food. Oh, and I love being um, warm. So, like standing in a nice warm sunbeam. Mm. Or a hottie on your, you know, like a beautiful yeah. hot water bottle, an old fashioned hot water bottle. Yeah. Just a warm one, you just pop it on your belly. Yeah. Oh, just that, that to me is so pleasurable. Yeah. The other one, which I love, um, is it's a really beautiful thing to do for your whole body actually is just getting a really hot um flannel rinsing it out and then just taking your clothes off or even just your top half and then just just washing Mm. yourself really slowly like wiping Mm. this beautiful hot Mm. um flannel all over your body and then over your breasts and your Mm. chest and or you can Mm. take it anywhere you like but the heat and the warmth is very it really connects you into your body quite quickly. The mm. other thing I would suggest to if people are like, well, I'm not really feeling like looking at my pussy or my clitoris or my vagina or whatever, is just to put your hands over the top. You know, like just the warmth of it, just sort of putting over, the, they call it the mons, you know, that top bit where you're... Um, mm-hmm. Like the pubic bone. The you pubic mean like putting bone, your yeah. hand even over your clothes, like over yeah, the pubic over bone. Over your clothes, yeah, just over your clothes and just holding it there. That mm. That's actually a really... It's a really beautiful start sometimes mm. if it feels like too weird or too like, why would I want to do that? So it's just, yeah, there's, yeah. It's a process, a different process for everybody. Everyone's at different stages. And yeah. As you said, I think that's really helpful that sometimes it can feel really like, well, I don't feel anything. No. Yeah. So my rule of thumb on that is, well, if you want a bit more connection, 
you might just see if you can give yourself 30 seconds or just try mm. a little bit mm. and then if that feels like forget about it and maybe try again the next day you know like and repetition rest. really There's helps a, like small yes. things yes. small things tiny yes. tiny things repeated yes. Yes. because it's about rewiring your brain and your nervous system so and that repetition yeah it's the neural pathways you're mm. you're re you're almost reprogramming mm. by putting something new in yeah mm. That's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, pussy, we love you. We love you. <laughs> I am, so we're getting close to the end. I, I'm going to ask you to share a little bit about how people can find you and how they can work with you. And then we're going to finish by asking both of our pussies for a final message of what they want to share. Okay. Sounds so good. So tell us about your offers and how people can find you. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I work with women um, who are really struggling with their sex lives or with their own sexuality, often just wanting to reignite something because they feel blah during sex and they just don't feel alive down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I work with women doing that. Um, I have a website, BelindaWiley.com. I'm sure um, Carol will put that in the notes. Yep. And, but I'm on Facebook, um, just Belinda Wiley. And I also have a Facebook group called Dull and Deprived to Radiant and Thriving. And that's where I share a lot of my techniques and things. Um, and we talk about things like pussy and mm-hmm. pleasure. And, yeah, it's... You talk a lot about, you give a lot of good um, relationship um, guidance in there too. Yes, I do. Well, I talk a lot, like if you go onto my Facebook, I talk a lot about my relationship with my, my own relationship with my husband. I've been married for 36 years, Mm. 37 coming up in a couple Mm. of months actually. And so I talk a lot about how, how we shifted, how I shifted from basically feeling quite dull and deprived to seriously feeling sexually alive and thriving. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's where you can find me, um, Facebook, basically. Yeah. Mm. And I offer, yeah, I offer just one-on-one coaching at this stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With women. Mm-hmm. Ah, so let's finish by asking our own pussies one final thing that they would love everyone listening to hear. My pussy's taking a long time. (laughs) Actually, maybe that's the message, right? It's okay. Pussies take time. Uh, To be honest, that is really it. I think that you've prompted me that it isn't a quick fix. Mm. If you've been feeling a certain way, whether it be numb, um, if I think of my own, the people, women that I work with, it's like, if you've been feeling a certain way for a long time, there is no like do this practice and do this or do that. And Hey, presto, there's going to be a switch coming on. Mm. It's more about, it is a process. It's like anything. If you want to learn to, um, you know, a a new language or Mm. be a better sports Mm. person or something, Mm. you have to practice little by little by little. And then it starts to build and build and build. Same thing with pussy, same with, you know, reigniting your sexual self, your sex life. Um, 
yeah, it's a, it's a process. And yeah. It's a beautiful process, but yeah. there's no there's no on off switch for pussy yeah. to suddenly wake up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that it's um, pussy does not like to be rushed in terms mm. of experiencing pleasure either. So, um, not letting go of the the penis model as default, the penis arousal model as default. Yeah, I like that. I'm pussy has her I'm own s- timeline to get yeah. turned on, to to orgasm, to be ready for penetration if she wants it. Um, she shall she she who shall not be rushed. <laughs> yeah, I think that's beautiful. I concur a hundred thousand percent. Yeah, mm. she does not like to be rushed, and I think for a lot of women they feel like they are taking too long yeah and if they're in relationship they always if they're not really in tune with pussy they're often overriding like i talked before yeah. and then yeah. they're worried then they wonder why they feel um they don't they, don't, they didn't feel enough pleasure or mm. they just feel irritated afterwards mm. it's because of that whole piece and she doesn't mm. like to be rushed and mm. taking your time and yeah being ready but the more you're in tune with pussy um there's a lot more honesty going on between yeah. you and her and you yeah. her, you know and your partner so it um yeah and like a lot more joy each step of the way like it's like it's like yes. you don't have to wait until yes. you don't have to wait for the joy no there's other things you can be doing this whole look i know it's almost like another whole thing i could rant on but um taking orgasm off the table puts so much I'm going to say it, it puts so much pressure on women mm. and maybe men too. Yes. I'm mm. sure men are feeling pressurized or maybe both of us. Are, well, I think we're both feeling pressurized, mm. but the old thing was, and I remember reading it in some book years ago was um, women, um, men are like, uh, I can't believe I'm, ending, I'm saying this, but men are like um, microwave ovens and women are like crock pots. You know, they, <laughs> you know well, just to get you the idea we, we, we like, we're, we're sort of like, we simmer away softness, safety. There's a lot of things that need to be right before a woman is feeling, mm. you know, soft and really. Mm. Whereas for men, it's a lot more quick and mm. instant. So <laughs> like how you, she just w- took her hands from pointing sideways to pointing straight up. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. But I just think, you know, if women could, if one thing I yeah. can say is if women yeah. could, that, that is normal. There's nothing mm. wrong with them. Mm. It's a time thing, and um, when you get in touch with you with with, with your own pussy around it, mm. I think you sort of almost come to make peace with that whole piece, and then you can work with it a lot more easier. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, beautiful! And my pussy simply wants everyone to know that pleasure is your birthright. It might not be, there might be, um, there will be pleasure and tears and funky emotions along the way, but everyone deserves to feel good and experience pleasure in their bodies. Yeah, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining me, Belinda. I loved it. Love talking about (laughs) pussy. Anything to do with, yeah, pussy is is a joy, mm-hmm. yeah, for me.
just want all the women to know this. <laughs> so may may you all your bodies all light up with joy. Yes. Thank you for listening to Reawakening Love and Power with Carol Ann. If this conversation has sparked something for you, Belinda and I both recommend the book Pussy: A Reclamation by Regina Thomas-Shower, which has been a source of inspiration for both of us. You can find Belinda on Facebook at facebook.com slash Belinda Wiley Coaching and join her Facebook group, Dull and Deprived to Radiant and Thriving. You can also find her on her website, belindawiley.com. Check the episode description for direct links to both of these. If you're curious about going deeper with me through one-on-one coaching, you can book a free one-hour clarity call for us to explore what you want, what's getting in the way, and what it would look like for us to work together. You can book in on my website at carolann.com.au and find me on Instagram as at carolannealive. Please subscribe or follow if you're listening from Spotify and share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit from it.